Pride the Podcast. Today we have a very special episode where Farouk and myself, Katie, will be discussing Black Lives Matter along with some very special guests. Welcome, Tamalori. Hi, um, so my name is Tamalori Awanusi. I'm from Dublin, Ireland. Uh, I'm a politics and international development studies uh, student and I'm also a writer uh, for Thought Process, which is essentially just a creative writing platform uh, where we speak out on social issues. And welcome, Nina. Hi, I'm Nina. Um, I'm Irish, born and raised in Dublin. Um, I study politics and Greek and Roman civilization. Welcome, Zach. Hi, I'm Zach Walker. I'm a Nigerian artist living in Dublin, born and raised between London and Dublin. And um, I use music, essays and films to um, say stories about black people and the way that we're perceived. Welcome, Oyen. Hello, I am Oyinda Malani Masham and I am a stylist based in Ireland and I was born in Nigeria and it just happens to be black. And yeah, I just care about just talking about issues to do with black people. Yeah. And welcome, Amanda. Hi, I am Amanda. I am just finished college actually, a chemistry, analyst chemistry student. Um, I'm also the host for the Boxed Out podcast and yeah, just interested in writing and people. And finally, welcome Maxwell. Hey everyone, my name is Maxwell Sheroy. I'm originally from Ireland. I've currently been living in London for the past five years. I'm a product designer. I'm currently studying my master's at the Royal College of Arts, menswear fashion. And all round, I'm a creative and a passionate DJ. Perfect, welcome everybody. Cool, I just wanna say thank you to everyone who's decided to be on board with today's podcast. Um, my name is Farouk Alao. Um, I'm the art director, designer, and photographer for Fried. Um, I also started 858, a creative platform for Irish artists. Um, so today we're going to be looking and speaking on the topic um, around the current social climate around the world, um, specifically um, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it's a topic that's obviously quite dear to me because I am a black man who was born in Nigeria and raised in Ireland and obviously hits home for me very personally and my friends and everyone who's in this podcast here today as well. Um, So I'm just gonna give you a rundown of the topics that we're going to be speaking on today. So starting off, we're going to be breaking down the key issues that Black Lives um, Matter is trying to address, why this is all happening right now. And then we'll go on to discuss why the protest is happening here and then we will speak on the importance of genuine solidarity beyond social media. Then we will look at what next steps people can take to educate themselves and support the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. Cool. So I'm going to let Tam um, start off by breaking down the key issues around the Black Lives Matter issue. Uh, so, you know, when I first seen the question, I kind of thought about it for a sec and it made me realize like, everyone always asks like you know what is black lives matter and if i'm honest it's actually quite infuriating because it's pretty self-explanatory you know it's black lives matter you know we're essentially saying our lives matter you know we're not just a statistic we're not a figure for reports or anything like that we're humans you know we're people like you we cry like you you know we bleed like you we're no different from anyone else but we're the ones that are being gunned down, who are being choked to death, who are being lynched. And, you know, we want 
to be able to walk home with a hoodie on and not be killed. We want to be able to get pulled over by police and not fear for our lives. And we also just want to be able to get, go for a run and not be killed. And I believe black lives uh, matter. It's just an understanding that no one's life is more important than the next person's. Um, you know, you see a lot of people saying oh, all lives matter, which is very ignorant in the sense of, of course, your life matters. But at the moment, you are not see facing and seeing the same issues that we black people are facing you know like i said um non-black people can wake up and you know they can go about their day without having you know at the back of their head oh i can't do something because i'm black you know being held back by the color of their skin and you know i think the reason why it's reached this stage it's reached now um with everyone in the world protesting and being vocal is it's kind of climax, you know, we've reached our breaking point. And I think the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic where hundreds of thousands of people have died from a virus, you know, we're all coming together um, as a collective understanding that, you know, people need to self-isolate, you know, social distance. And we're all together. We're like, we're all in this together. You know, tons of people have lost their job. So while we're all in this together as, you know, a whole human race and a collective, black people are still being murdered. You know, black people are still being uh, lynched, they're still being choked to death. And, you know, it just goes to highlight that no matter what, at the moment, we are still separate to everyone else. We are still the ones being affected the most. And that is why we are trying to let the world right know right now that our lives matter. And I believe obviously with everyone being at home, everyone being on social media at the moment, it's just amplified our voice and it's just brought more light to the cause and given it more attention, which was it was desperately needing. Sweet, yeah. Um, I completely, obviously, we all agree with what you've mentioned there above. Um, I just wanted to sort of add as well to that. In, so one of the key things that I've noticed over the, the last while that seems to keep popping up, um, as Tam mentioned, is a lot of people saying um, all lives matter and why that should be more of a significant thing. And the fact is, um, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And the reason why that is, is because white lives have always mattered. And the truth is, black lives have never always mattered. And that's, that's the key thing that people are pushing for at the moment, is to sort of, for people to recognize the fact that it's, there's always been that injustice and it's just always been on different scales. And uh, a lot of what's happening today is happening as a result of racism not getting worse or better, but racism being recorded and filmed and shared on social media and being seen by people. That's the key difference between now and why we're raising up now is because we're sick of seeing people die on the streets. We don't want to wait until people start dying on Irish streets before we demand change. We're in a good position now to, to make a difference and the happenings of the last few days um, have really shown that there is hope in ch and change that can happen in this country and around the world. Um, so just on that point as well, then I'm just going to move on to the next point um, that we're looking to discuss, which is why um, these protests are happening here. So I'm going to open that up to Amanda. Yeah, well, I just think that it's really easy sometimes for for people to like look at what is going on in 
the Amer in America and in the UK and just all around the world really and just kind of disconnect and um, just because the gravity of it is not seen here on Irish streets like you said and um, people just tend to think that well that's not um, a problem for us here whereas that's like it's completely untrue first of all because like taking away from like what is actually happening like the underlying reason for everything like you mentioned before is racism and um, racism does not have borders racism is a worldwide issue it's something that uh, black people face and people of color face all around the world and it's a they face it on, on a daily basis as well so um i feel like people disconnecting that from ireland or from the irish reality here it's just completely untrue first of all like it's racism is right here on our shores and um like i said it's something that people of color face every single day even here in this country it's just a thing of like we can we can say um, that it's not like expressed in the same way or people are not like expressing the racism in the same way because like there's boundaries to it here. But um, it's it's still racism and it's still it still cuts just as deep. And I think that's probably why this resonated so deeply with so many people. It's because like we look at that struggle of the black Americans right now. We look at that struggle of the African-Americans. And even though like people might not be getting lynched here, you can still relate to that struggle. You can still feel their pain. Um, you can still feel that like that just that's that feeling of being treated as lesser than or just being discriminated against that's something that um is faced here as well on a daily basis so i think that's why um a lot of people here especially in the black irish community are so triggered by everything that's going on and i think that um uh some people here as well they're trying to like discredit that feeling just because it's they want to say it's not as bad as what is going on in america which okay it it's not but um that doesn't mean that um, anyone's experience here is any less valid or any less, um, you know, hurtful to them just because they're not being killed. Like, it's it still hurts. It's still very, very real. And it's still an issue that I feel like we really need to tackle as a country. Um, yeah, that's just what I'd say on it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All the points that you like mentioned there are just, like, on point. Like, I mean, it's it's... And I, I just I just another thing I'd like to add as well, just on the protest thing is the fact that um, a lot of people were I, like I saw a lot of complaints just on social media and Twitter and Instagram and people sort of complaining like that that many people shouldn't be out and about uh, protesting um, at a time like this, considering everything that's happening with the coronavirus. And it's a conversation that I had specifically with a friend and um, that I went to school with yesterday because he posted something, um, I guess, out of anger and frustration because of a personal situation that he had went through that was quite difficult for him mm. um and i sympathized completely with what happened because no one deserves to go through what he went through um but the fact mm. of the matter is everyone who was out there yesterday not only did they risk their own lives they risked the lives of the people that they go home to because of this battle that they're that they're willing to put their their feet down to fight for is exactly. is is more important than the virus to us because of we have to live after the the virus we're not afraid just of the virus we're afraid of the virus that we were born with that that's like the virus that is our skin and that's how we've been treated our all our whole lives is that we should be worried and because we could get sick at any point like you could get shot and that's a sickness you could get put in jail that's a sickness everyone came together to sit at home because of everyone was afraid of their lives and yesterday everyone came out together because we were afraid of our lives. And we're afraid of what's going to happen to our lives beyond this virus. 
and we don't want to wait until another black man dies or another in, like person of color dies before we have this discussion again. Fruit, could I could, could I say something to add on? So could I say something to add on to what Amanda said? Amanda was she was talking about how a lot of people are like why like racism isn't as bad in Dublin or racism is more subtle in Ireland than it is in America. But one thing I've realized is there's nothing subtle about the psychological effects of racism. Do you know what I mean? Like the psychological effects of racism, no matter where you are, are the same, and they cut just as deep. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think there's any validity in when people from the outside looking in are like, like why when they try to compare racism in America and be like, okay, it hasn't got that bad yet. To people here, it's just as bad because we still experience the same psychological trauma that those guys do, you know, because the the trauma that black people experience Mm -hmm. is like, it runs so much deeper than even a lot of black people know. Mm. Yeah. Go for a time. Yeah. And yeah, it's on what Zach said. Um, there is mm. like I, I think people in Ireland feel um, the only racist. They think being racist is just you know you calling me like the n word. They think oh you know that's racism, but it's not. It's the it's the everyday racism like the casual racism of you know asking where you're really from or trying to touch mm. your hair or making you know jokes about um, you know turning off the lights stuff like that. All the little experiences you yeah. face. And I think all of that now, so many people just let it pass when they were younger. And now with everything that's happening and it being in the air, so many people are reliving their experiences. And I think that's why you can just sense the frustration in every black person in Ireland at the moment, because they're going, they're looking back on the things that they used to accept. And it's hurtful for them. You know, it's hurtful for me thinking about the stuff that I used to take in every day and me going out and protesting on Monday was just me finally letting out my anger and being expressive of everything that I've experienced. And I think that's why the protests are happening here. Of course, you know, George Floyd, um, his death and the and the others, Breonna Taylor, Sean Reed, and Ahmaud Arbery. Because, like, mm-hmm. But yeah. it is, like, again, like Amanda said, the underlying racism. That is why we're out there protesting. You know? So I think that, like, it's, it's, I think especially this podcast, like, I suppose we're just well not we're me anyway as a person like I'm just trying to educate myself on it and I think the protest in Dublin really showed that people are willing to educate themselves on it and that like hopefully Ireland as well as the world hopefully are will educate themselves you know yeah all of those all of those all of those names that you mentioned they have just been triggers and George Floyd was just the most recent trigger and unfortunately the fact is he probably won't be the last trigger that we have but like we, this is the time for us to kind of say our piece because of, we're all sick of waiting for change like we all grew up with our parents going through pain see watching our parents struggle through life because of racism and just having to bottle it up and um, for so long sorry go on next I feel the information has always been there. I feel in order for society to really educate themselves on racial injustices, I feel we need to get in touch with our humanity. This fight has been going on for years. We have to integrate realistic change into our everyday life. Rather than making temporary changes, we have to make ongoing changes by continuing 
to learn every day from people of color, people of race, and just hearing their side of the story. So continue to have important dialogues, continue to Google information, continue to read tweets, continue to actively participate in being human and learning from other people's stories. I think that's what's really vital for change. Yeah, and for myself, even to add on to that just a little bit, it's because I know a lot of people, even a lot of black people have actually been, because I know if you follow me anyway, you see that I'm on a rampage and a war path for something very specific. And I promise you, I will not rest. And a lot of black people are like, oh, and why are you folk? Oh, yeah, sorry. At Versatile. Versatile. Casey Walsh. Alex Sheaton. Evan Kennedy. With my chest. I am on a war path. I am making t-shirts about these like i'm not gonna say i don't want to swear your podcast but the reason i am on a war path it's because like they show they convey so succinctly the insidiousness of racism in ireland fuck oh sorry f black people for a second okay like honestly there's actual talented non-racist white artists who are not being propelled to the stage as these boys are if the fact of that song, Dublin City G's, came out November 2017, Think House, it was a young, who did Solidarity for Black People yesterday, Lifestyle Sports, who did the Trainer Central ad for them, those ads were around April 2018, after that song came out. They saw the lyrics of those boys and still propelled them even. They sold out three arena. If Dazzle doesn't show you, they now have 74,000.2k followers, and I will not rest I will not rest till that goes further down. I'm sorry if I'm sounding so aggressive no, and intimidating no, or whatever because no, I've been told that as well. That, no, no, I know you guys no, no, know what that, you're, what but you're just saying, whoever's listening. Like very nicely to like the next... Just to yeah, clarify, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it back. What I'm saying is I'm fighting this. Like, I'm still going to support Black Lives Matter. I'm still going to go to protests. I'm still going to do all that. But I am focusing so much on these guys because people need to realize that we need to focus on that because they literally perfectly tell you how racism plays out in Ireland. It may not be as violent as America, may not, you know, may not be having police brutality, but the fact is people are willingly and passionately supporting racists. And that's how racism plays out in Ireland. And the second people realize that, because people still are not realizing it, but yeah, I will not rest. And those boys, yeah, look, I will not rest. And that's all I'm going to say on that matter. I think, I think, I think that yeah. point <laughs> you made there actually brings us really, 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 brings us um, nicely I'm on smoke. The, Smoke. The next point, um, which is sorry, which is which is um, that's I think that brings us really nicely onto the next point, which is going to be about genuine solidarity beyond social media. Because of one thing that I have noticed, and specifically just on the topic that um, you spoke about there with Versatile, is that they are, in my eyes, they are openly racist individuals, and they haven't yeah. once made a point. I've called them out on multiple occasions already previously. And I, they haven't responded in any way to anyone and they haven't like made an apology or made a, any sort of acknowledgement of what they've done in the past. There's literal pictures of both of them in blackface, fully in blackface, out there in public. And people Sorry, just still... a point of correction for that. No, it's not both of them. Okay. 
There's an image. It's, a, it's, it's them. So the person who has the minstrel, the person who has the minstrel face, so he knew what he was yeah. doing, is Casey Walsh. The person who did the lyrics is Alex Sheehan. Okay. And the person who's complicit in their racism, who's been supporting them, is Evan Kennedy, which is all three of them. The other person is somebody called Janso, who like, decided, after I was attacking them for racism, and um, rightly so, posted Warpath on a story in response to me, which I clap for that. But just to clarify, that's exactly who I mm. would... Uh, no, okay, it was that. Sorry. I mean, I actually um, spoke to uh, Casey uh, Walsh. I actually had a phone call with him last week, and because, um, as you know, I brought, I wrote an article back in July last year, uh, calling mm-hmm. them out on it. And you know, there's a whole issue mm-hmm. last summer when everyone was calling them out on it, and they still chose to say nothing. And I spoke to him on the phone call because I tweeted mm-hmm. them, and they basically said that they believed the lyrics they wrote was satire and they didn't feel they needed to uh they didn't feel like they needed to address it because you know they're trying to be they thought they they said his words exactly were we would listen to the likes of rick ross and ice cube you know who would talk about white women like uh white bunnies and stuff like that and we just wanted to be like our favorite artists and we thought we'd get attention if we did that and i had to explain to him that you that's it's in no way in any way possible the same calling a white woman a white bunny and saying that black women preferred uh, sucking dick to chicken or whatever they said, that their words are words carried by 400 years of oppression and racism. And they said they wanted to address it, but they wanted to do it through a platform of some sorts. So what I've gathered from them right now is, and I said it to them, it was whatever they did with that post of them posting the George Floyd, it was completely pathetic and transparent. And all they're trying to do now is capitalize off the situation. They want to do a podcast. You mentioned something about a Joe Rogan podcast. They want to try to get a podcast going to talk about it and explain their issues. But I think we all need to come together and make sure that no matter what these guys come forward and say, it's not changing anything because it's so blatantly obvious that they do not care. I think I think the main I think the main takeaway that needs to come away I think the main takeaway that needs to come away is is actually is is isn't really focusing on them too much. It's more so focusing on the people who continue to support them and the people who are still following them on social media because those are the people who are boosting them up. They can say what they it's like people will always be ignorant and there will always be ignorant people in the world. It's the people who sort of fuel that ignorance by saying it's okay by liking their photos following them and supporting them those are the people who are adding to the problem and in many ways it's not always their fault because they're not quite um they're not quite they might not be informed on the whole situation and this is the time for them to all learn um and know what it is that's going on so i'm just going to use this to kind of move on to the next topic um uh which is about the importance of genuine solidarity beyond social media and i'm going to pass that on to nina so in regards to the importance of genuine solidarity beyond social media, um, I do want to firstly say that social media is a great way to communicate with others and it's a great way to share opinions, to voice your opinions, to communicate with others and to get information. But I do think that people need to realise that even though it seems like social media is, you know, what what life revolves around right now, because unfortunately with our generation and stuff, everyone's life is on social media. And I think certain people feel like that's that's the only place they need to show solidarity. That's the only place they need to show awareness. And I just want to say that there are so many things you can do outside of social media to show that you are against racism. 
And I think the first thing is education, to educate yourself on what racism is. And this is directly addressing white people, to be quite honest with you, to address white privilege, to know what it is and to know how to use it. And I think that definitely starts with education. And um, one thing that I find is a huge issue is that, like, personally, when I see the racism and the oppression and the murder that happens all over the world, specifically America, it breaks my heart. It makes me feel disgusted. It makes me feel ashamed. And I'm well aware that racism also occurs in Ireland as much as many people like to deny it. And the day before we or me and my friends organized the protest in Dublin about Black Lives Matter, I had a conversation with a family member addressing the ignorance of Irish people towards racism in Ireland, discussing how it is a huge problem. And just because, you know, police officers aren't killing black people here doesn't mean that, you know, that's the only telltale sign of racism existing. And unfortunately, um, that, that family member was not in agreement with me. Um, it, it, it got into an argument and they said, well, what can I do about it? What can one person actually do? Why are you getting so angry? And it just so happened that the next day, me and a few of my friends came together to organise the protest that took place on the 1st of June. And that is, is an example of what one person can do. Because a friend of mine initiated that with about 10 people and 5,000 people came out into the streets of Dublin to support the Black Lives Matter movement and to show solidarity with the victims of police brutality and murder and racism and to show that we are aware that racism exists in Ireland and that we are against it. And it's, it's just a, another reason for or sorry another thing that people need to acknowledge is that it's not enough as someone else already said it's not enough to be not racist you have to be anti-racist and I think that an important thing for a lot of white people to to know is that your duty is to be able to educate others too when you see your your white parents or your white cousins or your white friends pass fleeting comments or make jokes and justify them by oh I'm not being racist I'm it's just a joke you have to call them out that is your responsibility you have to be able to, to, to tell others that this isn't okay and this isn't how you should act. You need to unlearn bad habits, that things that you think are acceptable. Like, um, like, like Tom was saying earlier about people making jokes about, you know, oh, when the lights are out, I can't see you or whatever. Things like that are not acceptable. And it's not just a joke. And just because Ireland and society and your friend's humour make you think that that's okay, it is not. And I do think that in terms of showing genuine solidarity outside sharing a post, sharing a black square, liking an anti-racist post is to actively be anti-racist and to encourage others to be the same. You can also, aside from, from speaking your mind and voicing your opinion and educating others and yourself, you can sign petitions calling for justice. You can donate to funds to organisations supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. There's, there's so many things that you can do outside of social media, which are so important in terms of showing genuine solidarity beyond social media. That's absolutely everything that you mentioned there is just perfect because I'm just going to just just one addition as well that I make um, just bouncing off your point on um, standing up to racism from people around you because of like a lot. I had a conversation with my parents and I've always been I've always been sort of my, like not the not the bad kid, like not the trouble kid, but like I've always been the one to stand up to my parents, like when it comes to certain situations. And um, mm -hmm. I feel I feel like this is the time that people need to realize that if your parents have ignorant thoughts or ignorant ways of thinking, it's okay for you to tell them that it's not that what the way they think is not okay, because you know in your mm -hmm. heart of hearts that that is wrong, and it's completely okay for you to stand up for what's right and not feel a way about that. And like I feel like a lot of people 
feel pressured not to say something because of the people that are around them, their friends, their family. And they feel like just because of those people aren't saying something that they don't need to or they don't have the power to say something. You as an individual saying something and forcing someone else to think, am I racist? Have I got ignorance in me? Do I have microaggressions against people of color? That makes a difference. Just them questioning that and having that in their mind is enough to sort of spark something in them that will hopefully help them educate themselves over time um, and sort of push them beyond racism. Because that's what we need, is we need everyone who believes in that racism is wrong to say out loud to everyone around them, regardless of your relationship with them, that racism is wrong because that's the right thing to do. Because of the main thing as well, a lot of people are forgetting with this battle is this isn't a black versus white matter. This is everyone against racists. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So I'm going to move this now on to the next topic, um, which is about educating themselves, people educating themselves and how people can best educate themselves moving forward from this point. Um, and I'm going to pass that on to Zach. A big step in people educating themselves is to be very introspective, you know, is to have like critical thinking and look like, especially for black people, we all need to look into our experiences and like assess how that's affected the way we view ourselves. I think such a big thing right now is um, on social media, a lot of black people are like talking about their stories, like the, the ways that they've experienced racism, all the subtleties that we're talking about and understanding the ways that that's affected how people see themselves, you know, because we have to understand in order for us to like battle racism, we have to understand the actual effects of racism. You know, we have to understand the the impacts of it and how it affects how we see ourselves. Because another thing that we have to, as black people, I was talking specifically, we have to challenge the way that we see ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. We have to challenge, like, our self-confidence. And we kind of have to unlearn all the things that, all the lies that we've been taught by media and um, education, you know. The facts that we weren't taught about our real history, you know. we're not re- Our stories aren't really represented in media, in mainstream media. No one really talks about our stories. So we have to actively go and find those stories and restore that black pride, you know? Like, white people can't do that for us. But as a black community, we have to go and find that pride in ourselves and find our own identity rather than using racism as a tool of, like... Because of stereotypes in media and education, a lot of people find their identity in media or like the lack of representation in media causes people to be like, oh, who am I? Who can I relate to? And if you can only relate yourself to rappers or blah, 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 that's that's such a limited identity, you know? But for also for white people, I would say that in order to educate yourself, just ask black people questions, you know? Like, don't be afraid to ask them questions. Obviously be sensitive and be like aware with your use of words and everything, but don't be afraid to ask questions and also you guys have to make yourself culpable for your actions. Just as I was saying how black people have to understand the effects that racist words have on the way they see themselves. You have to be like, oh, okay, have I been complicit in that? Have I said something negative about the way that a black person looks, about the way they dress, about the way, um, about their appearance that would have had a psychological effect on that person? You know, you guys always have to be complicit in, you know, accepting your responsibilities and also um challenging your privilege you know 
think about th- there's not really much you can do about your privilege because your privilege is already there but you can change your outlook and you can be mm-hmm. more empathetic to black people's stories you know like through conversations and being like okay how did this affect you what did this do to your self-esteem what did this do to xyz because i think the most important thing that white people can do right now is be empathetic cool um thank you for that um cool so katie um i think what we'll do is we'll just make sure we link some uh useful places to donate to um so we show you guys where you can sort of go and properly support the this movement um so did you want to mention a few of them because i know for me like today i i supported the um black pride uh I think parade that's happening soon. Um, I made a donation to that. So if people want to Google that, I think they've well surpassed their goal. But I think people should still try and contribute if you can. And Katie's going to mention a few more as well. Yeah, so there's the official George Floyd uh, Memorial Fund on GoFundMe, um, amnesty.ie, irishrefuge.ie, and the Minnesota Freedom Fund. I think those are four main ones. And then there's like a good few petitions to sign. So change.org has like a few great petitions. Like there's one specifically for George Floyd and one specifically for Breonna Taylor. Um, there is colorofchange.org, justice for Big Floyd, um, and we can't breathe national.org. Those are a few petitions I've signed as well, and I think it's it's really great, like to be able to sign petitions and to donate and actually do something. And like, as you said, there's no need to be posting that on social media and bragging about it. Like, just do it for yourself. Like, do it, you know, do it because you want to do it yourself. So that yeah. Yeah, so that was the the one that I mentioned. Uh, the black, it's actually it's the Irish Black Pride um, movement here. Um, that that was the one that I mentioned. So if you just go, just Google GoFundMe and Irish Black Pride, you'll come across that page and uh, you can support that as well. And I know that there's a lot of stuff as well because one of the main issues around racism in Ireland is actually direct provision. It's not something that we really touched on. Hopefully, we can touch on this again at some time um, through the podcast. Um, but I feel like that's where a lot of people can support as well. So I think this will be the end of the podcast anyway. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend. Um, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.